Hi, welcome to Fed Talks. I'm your host, EJ. Uh, this is, if you've been following the show, you know every other week we do a good episode where I talk to a guest about a short-lived TV show that they love. Uh, and also, this is we're, we're streaming this on YouTube. If you're listening to this as a podcast, check the show notes and there's video of it. Because if there's actual one video, if there's actual video. If there's one thing two middle-aged men talking about <laughs> an adult swim cartoon from 16 years ago need, it's a visual component. That's right. Uh, my guest, who is lighting up as we speak, uh, I promised, is a, a a a dear friend of mine. He is a filmmaker. He is a local eccentric. He's an activist. We're gonna get into all the stuff he does. Bigfoot enthusiast. Uh, yes, if, if Bigfoot enthusiast. If you are watching this, the stream or the video, you've just seen him just absolutely light up. God bless him. I'm drunk right now. This is how it's happening. Let me introduce Sean Kenny. Woo! I, I don't know if I'm supposed to cheer for myself. It, you know what? It sounds better. There's no audience here, so I felt like I had to play the role. It The way my voice went up audience. at the end, it sort of implied there would be a thing, <laughs> and it would have been like a... Just an absolute wet fart <laughs> if there had been no sound. Um, when I was an extra, they we would smoke on set, but it was it was like a cloves kind of thing. Uh-huh. This ain't Hollywood, baby. <laughs> this is Michigan, and it's all legal. I keep looking at the mic like it's a, a camera. Yep, there's, is the audience in there? For, for those of you who are watching or listening, we have a mic, and there are also two cameras. So if you're watching the video... I have no idea where to look at any given time. Right, right. Because there are also monitors that show both views, and I cannot look in the direction of both. And so as a result, most of the time I'm looking at neither. Oh, dear. Um, and I'm going to show them your show, if that's all right. You keep talking. Absolutely. If this is, you can Bring go on. see it on Fed Talks. Let me get the text off screen off of your page to make it more beautiful. So there you go, fedtalks.podbean.com. So if you're watching this on, on the Something TV YouTube page, you yes. can check out my podcast. Um, and if you're listening to my podcast, you can check out the Something TV YouTube page, which I will link to in the show. These show notes are going to be excessive. Excessive. Uh, and look at that. I can, now I got the text right over our faces. Oh, damn. Which is okay. less, uh, less good. It, it's, it's somehow... Okay, now we've got an a image of Woody from Toy Story. Uh, That's from a different show. Uh, <laughs> don't try not to look at everything that I put on the screen. It may not be related. It is very distracting when uh, memes of Woody having opinions about smoking weed are I know. Isn't that something? on the screen. Do you ever think we would end up with memes of Woody talking um, about weed? Now, for, I'm going to tell you what show it is first, and then I, I want to talk to Sean about non-show-related things because he's a guy I've been friends with for 20-plus years. And if you listen to the show, uh, previous guest Sam Kenny, who talked about John from Cincinnati, has the Woo! same name as Sean. Sam Kenny. Same oh. exact initials, too. S-J-K. Indeed. S-J-K. And it's confusing when you live together and you write your initials on your good snacks so that... You know Sam's eating Other those good snacks. Other people won't eat them, and they're like SJK. So he is a he is a cousin of of much beloved former guest Sam Kenny. Yeah. Uh, but 
first up, we're going to talk about the Adult Swim show Frisky Dingo. Frisky Dingo, people. Uh, animated series ran from 2006 to 2008, 25 episodes. But before we dig into the meat of a weird, weird show, uh, Sean is playing with toys now. Uh, Do you make the noise when your toys fly? The air noise? Oh, absolutely. <sighs> Sorry, you continue. I uh, threw you off here. <laughs> Threw you off your game. I recommend the video because Sean is doing bits. Um, <laughs> I just realized that you have to do the work, <laughs> and I can goof off. He's. This is my second guest recording in a row where the guest got up and walked away early in the recording. Uh, things are falling apart early. Uh, one thing before we get into the show, as I said, I've been friends with Sean for, you know, for twenty plus years. Uh, and Sean's a filmmaker, and I've been involved with some of his projects. We'll call them projects. Project. He is the reason I have an IMDb page. Um, and that was for his, his film, which uh, saw some festival releases uh, and played locally at the Wealthy Theater, uh, Burning Folk. Burning Folk. Uh, is that available where people can see it now? Um, I believe a version of it is. Oh, okay. Um, I'm working on a second version, actually, like, you know, 10 years later kind of version. Um, but I believe it's on my Vimeo account. Vimeo, okay. And while, as you're talking, you know what, I'll pull it up on the, uh, the Wayback Machine and we'll see if it's actually available. It should be free and uh, viewable. We never, did, we never did get to Netflix. That's a shame. To make money on it. it is. We did win uh, an award in Australia. I don't know if you remember that. It's kind of you to say we, but... We did well. Hey, it was. A good, I, I it was have a at least. Effort. I have at least one Twitter friend from Australia. Oh, you so, do. Yes, we were in the. It was called the Improvised Film Festival. So the you had your film could not have been scripted. It certainly wasn't scripted. And it would have been great to go, but you know it cost us thousands of dollars. Yeah. And um, so we did, and we got into quite a few festivals. It was a little long for a lot of festivals, but you know it was a road movie. And that's what uh, road movies, you know, it's about meandering. Absolutely. <clears throat> now, my role, because this, this was a literal road movie where you and your, your cousins disappeared for several weeks right, uh, right. in a motorhome, mm -hmm. um, I, I am in the movie in two scenes. And one of them is largely not, uh, it, it, it's cinema verite in the sense of it's me actually explaining to Sam why I can't be in the movie. Right. Right, and that's in the movie. It's sort of the launch scene, actually, because you know the uh, when, in screenwriter school they always yell at this. This is how I imagine it. I've never been, but they yell at the screenwriters if you're going to have a road movie, get on the road. But somebody has to launch you, and so EJ launched us by telling us as him. You were yourself, right? We used your yeah, real name. This was literally me explaining why I couldn't leave work for two it. months to be in your movie, <laughs> and why you didn't want to. Uh, you had other complaints. I'm trying to rem now that you've said it, you're jogging my memory. I I, I will get to the specific complaints. To a toilet complaint, I believe. There was a toilet complaint. Also, there was an issue with where we would sleep. Oh and yeah. This is the thing I specifically wanted to bring up. Is uh, <laughs> uh, Sean is a naked sleeper. I have shared hotel rooms with him before. It's true. Am I and that camera. Yes. Uh. Sam was the one who came to me and asked me to do it. And I said, well, I, and he said, well, I'll, I'll share a bunk with Sean. 
And I said something along the lines of, yeah. I can't make you share a bed with your naked boy cousin. And Sean posted that clip on YouTube with the title, Naked Boy Cousin. Right away. And I think we're all in jail. Right, right away. This was, though, back in the good old 2010, I believe. And YouTube, it was a more innocent time, don't you think? <laughs> I think we just knew less about it. We knew le- We didn't realize how bad social media was going to be, that it was going to be a festering sewer of lies, disinformation, and apparently uh, unwanted, not unwanted, pornography. What's the right word? Pornography that really shouldn't be out there. Yes. But it's yes. out there because of... Social media and thanks, the, Mark Zuckerberg. The uh, the second scene comes at the end where I have been asked to do a scene not knowing the plot of everything you filmed in between. Yeah, and I'm driving, which is a good mm-hmm. thing to do as an actor. Yeah, and, and a, there, a lot had happened that yes. you didn't know about. I was picking somebody up after an alien abduction. Yes, this that, is the thing I didn't know. And as the dude would say, there there were a lot of strands in this film. And the main thing I remember, besides us shooting it about 13 times, is uh, we were in a cornfield, but it was supposed to be in Arizona. And I was tasked with making sense of that. And the way I did it was by saying, I didn't think they grew corn in Arizona. (laughs) Bingo. Continuity problem solved. Solved. I do remember that was... uh, EJ is pretty quick on his feet if you've never met him. He comes up with some stuff pretty fast. And that actually, I thought, like, as a director, I was sort of happy. Like, oh, yeah, I guess we can just, EJ can just tell a lie, and it fix, it fixes the problem. But I wanted to go back to the naked boy cousin. <laughs> Very important topic. Uh, not to belabor it, but mem- human memory is an interesting thing, because I remember one of your lines being, Am I supposed to take comfort in the fact that you're sleeping with your naked boy cousin? Even though I don't have to, like something like, it's nice that you don't have to sleep with me, but Sam does, and that you find that almost as disturbing. And people, let me just say this. Let me put on my sunglasses. You gotta sleep naked, people. Why would you sleep? Because you know what it is? It's the clothes. You wake up and you're being choked by your own pajamas. Right? It's practical. This, this isn't as universal as an experience as you think it is. I feel like pajamas are made to strangle you in your sleep. Most Something like that. Sleep in pajamas without incident. <laughs> well, maybe I got the wrong pajamas. It's probably because I was getting hand-me-down pajamas my whole life. Still now. You hear that, Mom? Mom's in heaven, but still, I think she can hear me. In your 50s, you're still getting pajamas from your older brother after they've worn out. Actually, you know what, though? I think they were... Remember the pajamas that um, forced the garment industry to start putting in flame retardant? Because I think we used to wear those pajamas that if you got a spark on you, you just go up in flames. Your, your contention is that you have pajamas made by the Triangle Shirtwaist Factory. That's right. Uh, Which I think was in the 30s. (laughs) Very dangerous. I mean, fire is still a problem, but back then, you get caught in the wrong PJs. Mm. Mm -mm -mm. I guess one other, and we might get into other Sean projects later, but one that I, he was shooting a music video. And 
we all had he a bunch of his friends and I all had to wear identical clothes and look tough. Oh yeah, you were and, sort of the men in black. Yeah, kind of. and I was supposed to be like the main one, which meant I had to hang around a right. warehouse for five hours. Right. And then after he had dismissed everybody else, he shot about forty-five seconds of footage of me. <laughs> and then the rest of the footage was in a different location. With a dude who had no problem getting naked uh, at Sean's request, and I am just—we won't name that location since he was naked because yes, they still I still have a fiduciary relationship. We will with not them. name the dude or the location, but he was <laughs> naked on what can only be described as an altar, and I have yeah. to stand next to him. And look, you want to be naked? Cool. We've just already established this. I don't necessarily want to have to stand there in character next to a dude who's like, hell yeah, let's get naked. <laughs> Pants are off, dig is out, go. Uh, but I will say, as a uh, for people, if you're seeing this, uh, EJ is tall, he's got a bigger frame, and we put him in a dark suit as a director for a creepy men in black bad guy, because you roughed him up a little, right? I did, I roughed him up, I bounced him off a wall. So it's like, and the the guy he was roughing up was sort of a bald doppelganger of me a little bit. <laughs> and so it, was, it, visually, it was a great role for I'm, EJ. I'm the kind of guy who, I'm the kind of big that might be strong, but once you get to know me, you realize that I'm not. <laughs> Fortunately, the audience didn't know that. That's right. Because I remember thinking, wow, EJ came across when I was editing, I was like, boy, he looks meaner. I mean, I know that's EJ, but but also I think your acting was good. And you inhabited, uh, do you remember what we were even calling these characters? I don't remember. They were killing, trying to kill Jerry's character. Yes, who we said we wouldn't name, but I guess we won't say his last name. We won't say his last name. <laughs> it's the mouse from the cartoons. <laughs> that's right. But yeah, I should know, but it's been too long. And they were basically an evil force. They represented uh, stifling of the life force. You were the leader of that. I guess the other important factor of that is you made a flamethrower. I made a homemade. And that, I have to say, you know, when you're doing your own movie, you got to do your own props. Absolutely, but... And it worked. People almost died. People almost died. I, I didn't even think it would work. It, it worked sporadically. And at one point, <laughs> it did. Uh, one of the people, it didn't work. He looked into the barrel of it, <laughs> which feels don't, very... Don't look into the barrel of your homemade flamethrower. <laughs> and I won't tell you how to make it because it will get somebody hurt. But we, you know what I think the trick was to that? Um, quality parts. I bought real galvanized steel. It was durable. And it was not cheap, but I also thought if I'm going to shoot flames, I need good thick pipe. And then I read some stuff online, and a friend of mine told me uh, how flammable hairspray was, is, I guess. And then we were off to the flamethrower races. It, it was a good prop, and it was so small, and it made quite a gout of flame. Yeah, and it kind of made a noise, didn't it? Yeah. I remember a... a, a kind of sound it was sort of terrifying yeah and you were taking his soul with that gun yes but most of the five hours was other people <clears throat> in the same outfit as me were chasing him yeah and then i show up at the end but i still had to show up at the same time right as all of the people who appeared much earlier yeah in the film yeah most of making films is hurry up and wait we we also and we could have had if we had what's i guess would be called a production coordinator then they could have told you to just stay home until they called you. <laughs> we couldn't afford that. We, 
we also entered a commercial for Firefox. Oh, yeah. Where we spent all day shooting an ad that I think the rough cut of it was six and a half minutes long for a 30 second spot. It was. And we had like four versions of them. I wanted all four versions in one ad. (laughs) And I think it was Sam, Kenny, who said, Why don't you make them each one version? And I was like, That's genius. Because we had an obelisk floating around. I was crippled in one version. I'm in a wheelchair by the end of the ad. Yes, there was one where we were crumpling up paper. We a had whole... a stunt with a spill. Oh, that's right. We shot stunts. It was, oh man, it was all day. It was a lot of work. Here's the good news. That ad is still out there somewhere because I got my day job. Should I tell them my day job? Yeah, tell them as much as you want. I'm not going to so blow up your spot. my day job, I'm a psychologist and it's a great day job and people don't know that I make wacky films and every once in a while... A client will come in and say, I was goofing around on the internet and I saw you in a Firefox ad. And I was like, what? (laughs) But funnier story than that, uh, and I don't know if I ever told you this story, EJ. This might be a new story for you on your own show. This is unprecedented. I think I told you because it was about, I don't know if they'll be able to see it, but I have a line in my skull right here. He's a bald man who bumps into things. And I think my I think Mother Nature did that to me when my skull plates are coming together, they got a little off. And uh, when I was working as an extra, I had a woman who would get me gigs. She was like an agent for an extra, but um, she charged way less than a real agent. And because I didn't make any money, <laughs> she got like fifty bucks a month or something. But she said there's a director shooting an ad for Kodak film, a new kind of Kodak film or a high-speed camera, and they want you because they think they can make your head look creepy. And I was I was flattered or whatever the word, a word next to flattered is. And so, uh, but here's the weird part, and I don't think this is racist. I don't think oh, this God. is racist. Oh, God. My Have you ventured broken. into? Don't make me edit this out. Well, the director said to me, "You, the commercial will run in Japan." Oh, okay. And uh, Japanese audiences like to be scared, and they said your face and your bald white head will scare them. <laughs> and I said, "Okay, give me, sign me up." And it was a fun. It took like fifteen minutes, and they paid me a lot of money for my cracked head. I never got to see it, but they had a makeup artist do the crack on my head. She highlighted it. It took like half an hour, maybe an hour. She highlighted my crack, and then they brought me into this dark auditorium. I couldn't see anything, and I'm just remembering this. It's like a recovered trauma, and I they shined bright lights in my face as like real bright light because it was super slow-mo and you need a shit ton of light and they they flashed uh strobe lights at me and i had to put my face in the lens was like almost touching my face that might be an exaggeration but i was right up in there and then they made me do that thing have you done this when you were a kid make your face turn red where you put kind oh, of... Oh, yeah. So, yeah, like it's a pressure thing. They're like, can you do that? And I was like, sure. And I did that. And they're like, yeah, and the flashers are going off. So I apparently have been seen by Japanese people from... This is from 22 years ago. 2000, year 2000. Uh, with making red face close up in a super slow-mo camera. 
I would love to see it. Wouldn't you love to see that? I, uh, there's nothing I want more at this point mm-hmm. in my life. Famously terrifying to Japanese people. My guest is Sean Kenny. Yeah. You may not know this, but in the original version of The Ring, he's what appears on the video tape. <laughs> and I don't remember at the time... The, the I don't really remember the race or gender of the person that told me this, but they said, you will you will be good because you'll scare the audience in a way they like being scared. And I said, I don't know what that means, but I am signing up. And I did. And I hope if you're in Japan, if you're listening in Japan, could you find out around two, year 2000 high-speed film commercial? Or no, high-speed camera, I think it was. Also, if you're in Japan, please watch the video and tell us if you're terrified of Sean. We've been led to believe that culturally yes. you are. And it was funny because I think they were worried about hurting my feelings, saying that I would terrify the Japanese. But they said it's in a good way. It's in an entertaining way that they want to be terrified. And I was like, all right. There's an entire nation that's afraid of you, but in a fun way. In a fun way. Don't take it badly. And I was like, I don't care. I think it's kind of cool. I didn't know. You, you know how Japanese people hate lines in somebody's head? They do, yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're terrified of Linus from Peanuts. He's <laughs> all lines on his head. Right. <laughs> uh, we could actually do a full episode that's just Sean Kenny Hollywood stories. Uh, yeah, yeah. He was an extra for a while, and we will at some point. It was, it was the most fun I ever had, but also the most boring at the same... Like, the fun moments were really fun. I got to meet... Um, Oh, what they call him? He was the leader of the '80s rap band that I'm blanking out on because I smoked weed before we started. Um, and he called himself the Reverend. Uh, from Run DMC. Run DMC. Yes, I got Whoa. to hang out with the Reverend. Holy! He won't remember me, but I, I will remember that. him forever. And he was the coolest dude. I have known you for 22 years, and this has never. You didn't come know. Up. See, there's too many stories that I forget, and. And it was very short-lived. It was one afternoon. He was a guest on the sitcom with the UPS driver. Uh, King of Queens. King of Queens. He was guest on, or no, or was it the other one, Grounded for Life with Donegal Logan? What's that guy's Donal name? Logue. Thank you. That seems more likely. I, I have a hard time him. imagining somebody from the world of rap would be on a Kevin James show. Yeah. No, it was the other one. Um, I do... And if you if if you if you hit me up on Twitter, I'll try to find you a link or video of Sean's Gilmore Girls episodes where you have never seen an extra try harder to stay in frame than this man who suddenly just starts walking backwards in the background. (laughs) Well, you know the unwritten rule was if they saw you trying to get on camera, that would piss them off. And I did see one guy get kicked kicked out of a shoot. But if you're slick, I was at a book table. And I thought maybe in real life I'd back up thinking I missed some I of the books. I might have passed a book that I, I liked. I might have passed a book that I liked. Uh, <laughs> all right, this will be a whole side episode at some point, but what we got to do is talk about Frisky Dingo. Frisky Dingo, people. Uh, we are wasting a lot of time fr- not talking about Frisky Dingo. That's true of most things in life. Uh, Frisky Dingo was an adult swim show. Two seasons started in 2006. It ended in 2008. Uh, it was created by Adam Reed, who went on to create Archer. We'll get into a little of that later. Uh, uh, it was ostensibly, it was about superhero Awesome X and his arch enemy Killface. Except Xander Cruz almost never wears his superhero costume for the entire series, and Killface doesn't know he's his enemy. 
Right. And Killface <laughs> right. is a single dad who is also an alien who's been tasked with destroying the Earth, but does not have the budget to let people know. It is an absolutely wild show. Uh, watching it again was so much fun. It was. I was glad. I watched it like it was homework. But then I was like, oh my God, I forgot all this stuff. Yeah. So my first question to you, before we start with sure. our general enthusiasm, do you remember your history with Frisky Dingo? Because our history is intertwined, and I do remember it. I don't remember where. I feel like it would have been my brother, Tim, telling me to watch it. That or checks out. Or I stumbled upon it. But I don't... I, honestly, it's been too long. What do you remember? Here's, you were the person who introduced me to Frisky Dingo. Mm. This was back when you and Sam were up all night watching everything on Adult Swim. Right. And you had recorded a bunch of them and said, oh, you have to watch this. Right, right. And I, as is your want, I don't even think it was the first episode for a show with right. completely <laughs> loopy continuity. It was a random episode in the middle. Yeah. And I laughed yeah. my ass off. Uh, and then that was in between... Uh, season two is 12 episodes. There's a long break in hey, between... Hey, somebody's ep- watching us. Hey. Hi, one viewer. How you doing? Get at me. Um, <laughs> the the uh, there was a long break between episodes eight and nine of season right. two, and that's when you introduced me to the show. Oh, because the last four episodes were the only ones I watched live. Okay, I don't remember that at and all. And I remember us talking about it a lot. And then because there are a million things on TV, it doesn't yeah. uh, you don't necessarily keep refreshed. Yeah. But yeah, you you introduced you introduced me to a lot of things on Adult Swim, some of which didn't stick. Yeah, because, you know, there's a lot of stuff on Adult Swim. Yes. Like uh, 12-Ounce Mouse. You haven't watched that. I, I've seen about six minutes of, of okay. 12-Ounce Mouse. And that might be one we... I, I found that to be an awesome show, but I could see why most people would think, uh, I don't want to watch this. Um, but Frisky Dingo, did we... Did I know it was going to end? Did you know it was going to end? Nobody knew it was going to end... Mm. In the community. In fact, season two ends on... In the dingo community? Yeah, in the dingo community. (laughs) Because this was about the point when the company I was working for started to collapse. And Uh I had a lot of time during the day to read message boards. (laughs) And I got really into the frisky dingo fan community. And uh, people didn't know that was going to be the end. And it ends on a cliffhanger slash setup for what probably would have been an awesome season. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which we're not going to spoil necessarily, unless we do right. accidentally. Right. Um, that was a beautiful cliffhanger, and I realized that we can come back to this later too. I can't remember now. Was that Killface's mother or his wife? It's his mother. It's his mother. I thought <sighs> maybe, but then I thought, oh, angry wife came back to kick his ass. Yeah, I think there's a men- and maybe that was something I got from an <clears throat> interview. I can't remember if he specifically refers to her or. I, I, I don't He does remember, say mother, doesn't he? Yeah, but... He goes, mother! He's got the kind of voice from somebody who might call his wife mother. That's what I thought, too. I think that's why, and I was probably high, I'm going to admit, when I watch Adult Swim, I tend to uh, mood... Uh, enhance, I do mood enhancement sometimes. But he said mother, and I was like, yeah, but sometimes British Yeah, he, he's an alien with a British accent. He's a he's, British alien. He's a, he's a completely white alien with... Uh, like animal legs. Yeah. And he's weirdly buff. He's real buff. He doesn't even have a six pack. He's got like an eight 
or a 10 pack. He's got so many packs. He's got a lot of packs. Uh, so we both rewatched it for this. Uh, tell me your first, we're just going to be generally enthusiastic. What did you think watching it this time uh, in 2022? 2022. After however many years of just having it in, living in your memory. Right, right. It had degraded in my memory, and, and it'll sound like I'm gushing, but I was so pleased. There was so much more going on than I could remember. I was like, oh, yeah. Like, there were so many, like, little weird layers. Like, the whole thing about Xander Cruz hitting Killface with his car. And at the time, Killface is blind because he had... Uh, was it spider poison or uh, ant? Uh, yeah, it was uh, formic acid from an ant villain. Because uh, his girlfriend was turning, ex-girlfriend was turning into uh, an Antagony ant. of an oh, ant-themed right, supervillain. The names are great. Uh, but Xander hits him with his car, and then he goes and helps him, and they, be, they develop a legitimate friendship. They spend the second half of the season, and for part of it, both of them are blind. Oh, right. I and forgot making their way too. Through, first, they're making... Uh, bootleg merchandise and then make, making their way mm-hmm. through the sewers mm-hmm. and it is <laughs> the plotting is absolutely here's the thing is it's real thick on continuity but the plotting is so wild that it's not super necessary because, right right like you maybe know why that lady has ant powers but even knowing why doesn't really make it more clear yeah no it kind of doesn't matter and they expect you to that's what i i would say watching it again i almost at first was like oh i kind of remember it i don't need to watch it again but then i watched it again i was like way way richer yes than i recalled and i feel like why does my memory suck so bad it is <laughs> it is so full of jokes too right like right just that was something on the the most recent uh and there's Look, I'm not going to bother telling you every time Sheldon lights up because that sounds judgmental. I'm drunk. So I got no place to judge. He's drunk. I'm uh, high. <laughs> I uh, feel like we're doing an intro to a, <laughs> he's a very drunk. late night he's local drunk. I'm commercial. high. Together we're cops. <laughs> uh, but there's... <coughs> the jokes come so fast. And it's... Here's a thing that I was surprised by watching it again. I had forgotten a lot of it, but I, uh, I remembered it as being more like almost catchphrasey. Like there were things that came up a lot, I but did there that, are things that too. come up once mm-hmm. or twice, and then you just remember them. Right, right. Like one thing that I have carried for years is uh, when people would refer to a when uh, somebody saw a hot woman and went slideshow. Which, which presumably refers to them being in the mental bank of people you would masturbate to. I was going to ask you, because, you know, uh, you may, may or may not notice there's an age difference between EJ and I. and Less significant with every passing year. Slight, yes, right. Once you're over 45-ish, uh, you know, it's, it's, uh, there's a flat area. <laughs> <laughs> We're all in the valley together. Um, there, there, can I just say that I'm going to put this on a podcast <laughs> and regret it. Uh, when I first started being friends with Sean, <laughs> he was the exact age my dad was the last time I saw him. Oh, that, so, I forgot about that. So there was a thing like, oh, I'm picking up where I left off with dad. Even though I, <laughs> You traded your God old knows. dad in for a new weird and dad. Now you're so much older than my dad was when I knew him. Oh, that's strange. Like you've, you've just lapped him. Yeah. Which sounds like, I, that sounds meaner than I meant it to be, but... 
I never saw my dad after he was like 45. I was just going to say. I'm when, older than he was right. though, in my memory. Right. Oh, that's true. And when you're a kid, like I remember thinking somebody 35 was like, you know, that's really old. Yeah. It seemed old. I remember, now it seems like chump change. I remember being in my 20s and somebody three years older than me is like, I can't date that person. My God. We're from <laughs> totally different generations. <laughs> Um, this doesn't fit in here at all, but I have a, a no segue rule when I when I talk. Um, you don't need a segue, but I wanted everyone who's listening to know. Or you want you think they can guess what this is? It's a toy, children's toy. You look at pictures, and it's 3D, and it's awesome. I won't tell you the answer. You have to guess. But if you're watching, I got this toy out for you, EJ, because I was thinking, what does I have a lot of weird toys that I don't think EJ would enjoy that much, but I thought this one might <laughs> this be. This brings back some memories, and, and I don't know if I could use it with glasses. No, it's a little bit harder with glasses, and I think you might want to pick through the other. I got like 20 yeah, discs. There's like a million reels. Yeah. Oh. Um, All right, segue the, over. Well, we were, we were talking about slideshow specific. But oh, hey, that, that's right. I didn't even think about I, that. I remember that as being like a recurring thing. And they make that joke twice in the same episode and never yes. again. Yes. And there's so many things that they, they hit a couple of times. And they're just such good jokes that they stick. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That was one of my comments in season one. They had It was all about somebody's going out for pickles. Yes. And it seemed like they were implying some kind of double entendre or sexual whatever. But after a while, it was just every... There had to be some pickle reference, I think, in every single episode. I'm going to watch it again, just for the pickles. Season two, I didn't see a game like that. Did you pick up season any of that in season two? The pickles kind of carried over to season two, but... Yeah, they just was, didn't do it as much, I don't think. Yeah, there is... I guess plot... We probably need to mention the plot a little bit. Is sure. uh, Killface plans to destroy the Earth. But he needs a media buy so people know that he's going to destroy the Earth uh, with the Annihilatrix, a giant engine that will push Earth into the sun. Yeah. So he, he, he tries direct mail. It'll launch with such force that the Earth will become a rocket ship that flies into the sun. But I can, now I'm trying to think the media buy. Why did he need a media he buy? He wanted people to know it was going to happen. Oh, yeah. So he sent out postcards to... The Fear Factor. Yeah, he sent out postcards to every home in America... That had a typo on them. It said, right. Welcome to You Are Doom. And it had Doom in quotation marks because it was an right. ironic Doom, apparently. Right. Uh, That's right. He, they goofed on Then that. he tried going on a Regis and Kathy Lee type show and they just plugged their sponsor. <laughs> uh, and I can't imagine somebody who would plug their sponsor on a live show who like that. Who would do such a thing? Uh, this mug and t shirt brought to you by TeasedbySummer.com. We'll get to that later. Um, TeasedbySummer.com, people. But there's a. Without spoiling the end of the first season, there is a... We should pull her up, though, shouldn't we? She got a website or something? Yeah, teasedbysummer.com. The thing I said. (laughs) The thing I said, too. And I still... It was just words. It's just sounds coming out of my mouth. Um, The the second season is about Arch Enemies, Killface, and Xander Cruz becoming presidential candidates. Right. And the first two-thirds of the season is about their presidential campaigns. (laughs) Which is, frankly, and it's presented sort of documentary style, except when they don't want it to be. Which mug do you have? Uh, this is new car ID, car focus group. There it is, right there. Right here? Yeah, t-shirt and a mug. All right, we'll pull up the t-shirt. Let's make it bigger. All right, people. 
That's a great. You're going to get to see if if you're listening to the podcast, you can watch this on something TV. It'll be easy to find. Oh, I got an effect on apparently. Sorry, Summer, your T has been reversed on the screen. It's a negative. Still looks cool though. It still looks cool, and I'll fix it, and then we'll put it uh, as it is. Uh, <laughs> we're completely derailed. My dear, that's all right. But uh, yeah, so the second season is a pseudo documentary about these two idiots running for president, uh, and they seem aware of the fact that they don't know how elections work. Right. Like, at various points during the season, they remind you that these are still the primaries, despite them being the presumptive can't... Like, I think this Uh is all before the first... Like, before the New Hampshire primary. Yeah. And they're being treated as the nominees of their respective parties. Right. Uh, Killface being the Democrat and billionaire idiot Xander Cruz being a Republican. Right. They just immediately... Uh, Which is not hugely surprised. Well, you know, I, I... you know what? There's some Democrats who are definitely aliens who come to kill us. Sure. Why not? I mean, Joe Manchin, come on. Come on, yeah. There you go. But it's such a wild uh, shift Ooh, between sort, nice of, like, sort of like sci-fi adventure to weird political comedy. That's what I was going to say. It's, uh, and I feel like Archer does this too, and I, I, you'll get into that connection, but um, there's action happening, and it's, it's well-thought-out comedic action, but it's still very visually appealing and meanwhile it's also like an episode of the office kind of where yeah there's all this weird they cut to the talking head segments yeah yeah and i love if you do watch frisky dingo and you're like me and you like to jump in in the middle jump into uh when does kill face go blind that's season two that's season one that's season one Find it's like where, halfway through where uh xander hits kill face with his car it's a lovely like bromance um, type movie, and <laughs> they. I like that they. At one point, he go. Uh, Killface asks the audience, "Did I know that?" Or something about Xander Cruz. Like, and I think it's the final episode. Killface is confronted with the fact that Xander Cruz is awesome X. Right. And he asks the audience, "Did I know that?" Did I know? And that? it is not clear whether or not he did. Yeah. Because it was sort of marketed as a comedy superhero show, and. Yeah. Xander Cruz wears the costume maybe three times. Yeah. And once is to spoil a birthday party, and one is to intimidate Fred Dreyer of TV's Hunter. Right. So right. it's, you know, you hear superhero comedy, you go, yeah, I've got enough of that. No, it's not what that is. <laughs> I forgot about the Fred Hunter. Uh, we should, there's oh. so many, there's so many characters. I wanted to mention the Exticles, who are Xander Cruz. Should we cut to a clip of the show? Um... We you can't. Know, I don't know <laughs> I if that's possible. I wanted to say that. You know, you're you're going to throw it to a clip. Hey, let's throw to a clip. <laughs> hey, Maurice, do we have that clip? No? Oh, it turns out we don't. We don't have it. We don't have the license, the rights, or the money <laughs> to play the clip of Frisky Dingo, <laughs> you rich bastards. The, the Exticles are this army of men in, in armored suits. And they all have the same voice and basically the same personality. Yeah. And they look and exactly jet boots. the same. They They're, have jet boots. They can fly with these suits, so it's pretty rad. And uh, mostly they hang suit. out in their flying fortress, which pre-saging Avengers is basically a flying aircraft carrier. Yeah. yeah. Although, that, you know, I think they got that from uh, the comics before it was in the movies. But right. still, right. anyone with a flying aircraft carrier looks like they were 10 years ahead of their time now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and... They are this amazing group of idiots, 
And it's amazing how much, I said amazing twice, how much comedy they get from people with no distinguishing characteristics. Yeah. Just being dipshits. Yeah. Like they are, there is a bit where, where an antagonist is going to blow up one of their heads every hour. Right. And that doesn't stop them from going to the place to make a pot. <laughs> that's right. Because a head blows up there. Well, we got an hour. We got That's right. We got an hour. They are these, this, like, they, they change allegiances, <laughs> and they're always motivated by the dumbest thing. And every time you cut back to them, it's like they no longer have a role in... They didn't really have a role in the plot from the beginning. Right, Briefly, right. they kidnapped their former leader, Xander Cruz. Yeah, they, it's funny how much they don't do. Like, they're around, and we get to meet them. And one of them's a serial rapist. Ronnie, yes. Ronnie. He, he thinks that he's not a rapist, though. I think. No, he will refer to it as making love to your face. Yeah, there you go. Um, it is... Wow. Maybe didn't age well in 2022, but no. unfortunately was also pretty funny. There are a couple things, should we warn them, there are a couple things that didn't age well. They're not... It's not the worst. Yeah, it's... It's a lot of liberal use of the R word, which... Yeah. Yeah, which... It's yeah. brief, but when it happens, it'll be like four times in a... Yeah. And there is a character who... I cringed at because, of, oh, God, this is kind of a racist Asian character. But then it turns out that character is in two layers of disguise and is not at all Asian. Right. But when he first appears, it's going to be like, oh, no. Yeah. This yeah. isn't this isn't okay. Yeah. But also, his catchphrase of, what the hell, damn guy, is still <laughs> real funny. It is. And that <laughs> reminds me, going back to Slideshow. Mm-hmm. Is did people ever say that? I, I assume don't think it so. meant what you said it meant. I, but I was like, was that from the? 80s? I never heard it in any other context. Because I thought of your generation, I was like, maybe that was a thing when EJ was kicking it. It's weird that I knew right away what it referred to. So maybe that was a thing. Maybe, but it kind of the the um, context was there to get it. Like, oh, I assume that's their list of hot girls in their head. Yeah, you know. I think the first time it comes up, someone goes, Slideshow, she's in it. Right, yeah. And I might have had a t-shirt with that slogan on it. Yeah. I don't remember I shouldn't have that. just said hot girls. It could be hot boys. Yeah, it was Whoever's in, this case, in your slideshow. You yeah. You know what I'm saying? Within the show, I think it was Darcel Jones of Team Jaguar. Oh, that's right. Um, Team Jaguar. Can you do the, the growl? They did the... <laughs> that was way better. I could not even <laughs> feign it. So you never officially heard of Slideshow. No. Okay. I feel like they created it. Yeah. Then, again, it's one of the things I remember, and they say it twice. Um, then in the second season, there's a so-and-so made headlines today, but not the good kind like no. you want. <laughs> not the good kind. Which, again, is maybe twice, and uh, that has been in my head for, for you know, 15 years. Right, right. That's just a funny joke. Oh, there were so many good ones on there. I feel like we. I'm just going to throw this out there. Camera one, camera two. Let's see. Camera two. Nope, wrong camera. Go back to camera one. I think we might have to have EJ and I get together again and just stay on Frisky Dingo. We could even go. We could do a whole show per episode. We we really could do a Frisky I'm Dingo just recap podcast. That we could, and I would love it, and you would love it, and we could go so deep, and we could waste a lot of time getting distracted by crazy shit. That happens. I feel like there's Stuff a thirty percent chance we could get Mr. Ford. Mr. Ford. What do you mean? The character 
and also the voice actor. Oh. Which I know we have a no segue rule here, but on Fed Talks we do like segues. You like segues? Here's the thing that ju- that I was surprised by watching it now is there are not name voice actors in it. Yeah. I assumed John Benjamin was in it at some point with it being an adult swim show. But other than Brendan Small, who plays two roles in the premiere, yeah. twin brothers who both die. Oh, that's right. Uh the uh, Amber Nash and Lucky Krieger, who are on Archer now, are yeah. voices. Okay. They were not known as anything other than improvisers then. Okay. The biggest name in the cast is Kate Miller, who plays uh, Grace Ryan, the reporter, who is Xander Cruz's girlfriend, who he openly hates. <laughs> you, they don't even really interact except for him to be mean to her. Oh, God. Um, Kate Miller was... She was on... And we'll get into the history. Uh, yeah. C-Lab 2021, uh, which was Adam Reed's previous show. I love that. I did not realize And that. she does a lot of voiceover work now still, most of it on kids' shows. Uh, she's married to John DiMaggio, the voice of Bender and uh, a bunch of other characters. So they're like a voiceover dynasty. But the voice cast is a lot of people whose IMDb page is only Archer. Uh, Xander Cruz, Killface, Ronnie, and Wendell, who joins late in the show, is a theoretically a treasury agent, but has, is lying about everything. Right, right. Are all voiced by creator Adam Reed. Oh. Uh, and other... There's a uh, an elderly African-American man who's introduced as a man who owns a gun store. And by the end oh, of right. by the end of the series <laughs> is the president. That's right. Who mumbles? He's sort of a Tim and Eric kind of guy. Yeah. He's yeah. only known as Mr. Ford, and he's credited as Mr. Ford. You think we can get him? If you, what else is he doing? If you look him up on IMDb, yeah, his credits are Frisky Dingo. Okay. The Exticles spinoff, which we'll talk about. Right. He appeared on Archer as Mr. Ford. I'm excited about the the Exticles spinoff because I don't think I knew that. Or there's only two episodes. Oh. But and he was. I'm happy and sad all at once. He was in one (laughs) live action movie where he is credited as Mr. Ford. Oh. And I don't want to look into it more. I want to think he's just a weird guy Adam Reed knows who thought he'd be funny to voice a character. But he's he's mumbly, and he he. One thing he says is, my ass is everywhere, because he's in so many scenes, and he says that he's in season three of Archer. And, you know, actors like to act. We were showing Big Trouble in Little China at Wealthy Theater uh, a couple weeks ago, and unsolicited, we received headshots (laughs) of, um, he was more than an extra, but less than a main character, and he very often played stereotypical uh, martial arts roles, but he sent us a pack of headshots. Oh wow! Because we were showing the movie, he must he must have it on blast that whenever He's... the movie's being shown anywhere, and he was very nice. And he he was too far away to come in, but he would have come in and uh, done a talk if we had asked him. We couldn't afford to fly him in, but that's kind of amazing. So maybe we can get Ford. We could. There's. Like, so many, uh, Stan, who is uh, Xander Cruz's sort of second-in-command, who's mm-hmm. a traitor and at one point has a bunch of flesh-eating clones of himself. Oh, yeah. Uh, Stan yeah. is, he, he's played by a that guy That was who, disturbing, kind of, wasn't it? The, yeah, with the eat his ear. Yes, yeah. He Ooh. doesn't really have any other credits. Uh, 
Okay. All these characters who, like, I'm racking my brain going, have I heard that voice? And really, I haven't. It's such a homegrown uh, uh, enterprise. I should, I'm going to try to imitate Mr. Ford. Okay. And since his, his, there, there's so a, they'll know. There's a, a fear in doing a person of another race, but what's weird about Mr. Ford's voice yeah. is not his race, it's his no, mumbling. It's like this. At home, right? I want to get a broom. <laughs> that's, that's, I think, <laughs> that's not that, great, but it's getting in there. That's, that's, you could dub Mr. Ford if yeah. uh, they lost the audio. Yeah, and, and his mumbling, at first you're like, who's this guy? He's not of any consequence. But then it's like, oh, he's, he's kind of a weird genius. But you just can't understand what the hell he's saying. Kind of a boomhauer almost. Right. And he feels like those those non-actors that Tim and Eric put in stuff. Right. Right. Like it's not hard to imagine Man that off was the, the progenitor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I could see that. Like, like Adam Reed met him at a grocery store. Yeah. I uh, also Adam, I, if you're watching, let us know how that happened. Yes, please. please Give us Mr. Do, Ford's uh, backstory. Yes. I remember this show as being more like Archer. Like in turn, mm-hmm. like I remembered Xander Cruz looking exactly like Sterling Archer, and he doesn't. I remembered it at. I think we talked about this. I thought it was Archer when I was thinking back on it. I was like, "Oh, that was where Archer first appeared." Right. I think I even told somebody that, like I was smart. I was like, "Oh yeah, no, that that's where Archer started in Frisky Dingo," and they're like, "No way, dude!" And I was like, "Bro," and the the art style is similar. Yes. Like and. But Frisky Dingo, I noticed in the credits it refers to it as being painted. The oh. color pa- the colors are oh. there's like interesting like painted shading on the cells, which yeah, uh, like yeah. an archer I think is an after effect, but it's right there. Right. There's a and you can kind of tell on Frisky Dingo because it moves with like it's station like uh, yeah. Killface's shading is stationary in regards to his body as he moves through space. Right. Right. But it looks really cool. I you don't see anybody doing that painted color anymore without right. it being like, like uh, undone on Amazon, which is uh, uh, defiantly hand painted. Right. It, right. It's it's, it's really cool to look to at. Yeah. And the like Archer is a show I love, and the animation is they focus on the art more than the animation. Yeah. The art yeah. looks very good. Sometimes they they really. They really kick it out on the animation, but mm-hmm. they mostly, uh, I always think of it as flash animation. I think it's better than that. But yeah, yeah. And Frisky Dingo is maybe a couple steps down from that, but it works in the sense that when violence happens, yeah. it happens so fast. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like there are a lot of main characters <laughs> who start dying towards the end of the series. Yes. And I was going to, you brought up one of my points and I don't know if it's uh, this particular f- uh, filmmaker style, but stuff happened so fast in Frisky Dingo. I had to rewind multiple times. Cause I was like, wait, somebody just got killed. How did they get killed? And then it's like, oh, I have to watch it in still frames. But yeah, it, I think it, that's a thing because Archer's fast too. But yeah, maybe that's just the way he rolls. I, I think so. I, there's not really a, like anytime a major character dies, there is no lead up to it. Right. Uh, there is a flash of a gunshot yeah. or a machete. Yeah. And that's that's worth mentioning is in the in season two, the first eight episodes are the presidential run in the fake documentary style. Then it comes back right. after a break for four final episodes where they dispense with that style. 
Uh, they are no longer... Killface is back to wanting to destroy the world. Xander Cruz is in a halo because his neck is broken after oh, Killface right. hit him with a penguin. That's right. <laughs> and uh, uh, those four episodes kill off most of the main cast. Yeah. Like, other than the the crucial characters, it is only the least popular ones who stay alive. <laughs> right. Like, people did not like Wendell. Yeah. The audience yeah. did not care for this no. guy. He's immediately hateable. He's so cringy and creepy. And with a little bit of distance, real funny. Yes, yes. Like, I understand the complaint. He's taking screen time away from uh, Sin slash Hooper. (laughs) Right. And, uh, you know, these uh, Tequil and these other characters (laughs) that people liked. But The Hooper subplot is marvelous, I just want to say. Yeah, yeah. Sin, uh, who is... I won't spoil it. Well, she's Killface's... Uh, sort of second in command. Yeah, she is a bald woman with a cybernetic arm and sort of a modulated voice, and there's yeah. no explanation for why any of this happened. Yeah, and then in between seasons, she gets an exticle suit, That's right. which is fitted to her as a woman. Right, calls herself Hooper and takes over the the exticles. <laughs> right, and this all uh. that's part of why you can sort of jump in without having the continuity because sometimes big things happen off screen right and you're just right. told oh this this happened now yeah yeah and they the extracles all assume hooper's a dude but they think he's hot but they think he's hot and the, so there's a lot of exploration of confusing feelings for the extracles and it's delightful and you kind of see a more innocent side of the extracles yeah. and then their heads start blowing up just willy-nilly they're just dumb. They're so they're so beautifully dumb. Yeah, they're amazing. They <laughs> gotta love the Exticles. They're all voiced by Lucky Yates, who's Krieger on Archer, and it doesn't sound like him. That's but pretty cool. I, I guess that's part of voice acting is uh, doing a voice. Yeah, yeah. And there is some sort of modulation. They're doing a modulation, so that helps. But yeah, I I'm doing a lot known. more hand motions now because I know there's a camera, right? And they'll be lost to time, but it's me putting a hand <laughs> in front of my mouth, which is probably ruining the audio. Podcast <laughs> listeners, I apologize if I'm spoiling the audio by I'm playing to the camera the audio again that I keep forgetting to look at. So, all in all, this is weird. Weird stuff. Um, uh, so you know what? Let's get into the yes. the the history of Archer, history of Archer, wh- why it ended, and where Adam Reed comes from. Right. Um, we mentioned it briefly. One of the first Adult Swim shows was Sea Lab twenty twenty one, which was lovely a, show. I loved it. I would great. watch that again too. It's I have the DVDs, which I don't think you can get anymore, but it's on HBO Max. So who cares about my physical media? Right. But save it uh, just in case of the end times thing. Or if HBO Max keeps scrubbing content to save money. Oh no, are they doing that? They are. I don't like that. We will talk about that off mic because I've already discussed that on another episode. Okay. Uh, they. HBO. It was a show, it was all repurposed animation from a short-lived 70s show called C-Lab 2020, which is sort of one of those personality-less Hanna-Barbera shows. Like, right. they did the same thing with Space Ghost Coast to Coast. Oh. But that was at least a show about a superhero who went places. Yeah. Sea Lab 2020 was about a laboratory <laughs> under the sea. Yeah. I mean, there's a character who never gets out of his chair because he never got out of his chair in the original series. <laughs> I'm going to do the theme song. Here's my imitation. Da-da-da-da. Da-da-da-da. 
That's not very good. We're going to get hit with a DMCA takedown it's, now. It's, that's so bad, they can't sue you for that. Uh, but yeah, so it's under the sea, and um, they don't really go anywhere. Yeah, and it's 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 a bonkers show that is worth watching. And it was Adam Reed and Matt Thompson were the creators. Yeah. And when that yeah. ended, they went over to Frisky Dingo. Yeah. Now, here's a thing that has become clear and has been confirmed by them is... Uh, Kind of like the South Park guys, there's one who's sort of the creative one and one who's sort of the the one who ma- keeps them being adults. Right. Makes them do their homework. Yeah. Right. Adam Reed was the the creative force yeah. behind the show. Matt Thompson, I mean, he's the main voices. He's, uh, I think they're both credited as writers, but it, they both admit it was mostly Adam right. doing the plotting. Uh, Matt Thompson does not do any voices. Oh, I didn't know that. No so voices. in, uh, I think Adam Reed saw the writing because Adult Swim, and I want to say this very carefully, as a man who has a pilot script that has been in the Adult Swim offices, and who who has had at least one uh, Adult Swim creator express interest in involvement with the project. Yes, and dramatic that was all... cut to camera two. Now you're over here. Okay. I'm saying this as a, I want plausible deniability. I'm saying this, I don't want to burn any bridges that weren't burned by the pandemic and people not wanting shows from unknowns anymore. Right. Sometimes they can be kind of assholes at Adult Swim. Do they not want shows from new people anymore? Are they close? Nobody wants shows from new people anymore. Oh, no, anymore. okay. It's industry-wide. But, yeah. but a bit of an a-hole-ish flavor. Yes. And, you know, they troll people. It's, but, uh... So the I think Adam Reed kind of realized he didn't have a long future there. Yeah. I think the budget was a problem. Yeah. Um, he's a professional, so he doesn't really talk smack about Adult Swim, but he also has not gone back. Right. right. And when the last episodes were airing, Frisky Dingo ends in 2008. Archer starts in 2009. Right. For an animated series, there had to be some overlap. Yeah. So I think that's why he's killing off the cast. Is he's his go, his thought is he's ending the show because he's going over to do this show that is now going right, 14 right. seasons. So he's thinking ahead a little yeah. bit. I'm going to write. And then, but then the cliffhanger. Yeah. And he left a door. Right. But, uh, so, and then it ends. It and, wasn't such a cliffhanger. Though. Right. Like, it, that That could be the end. It's of, not like, oh my God, what happens? It's, yeah. He could answer it in a comic form, too. Yes. Because I would buy it. And it's just a funny way to end a show. Hint, hint. <laughs> We'd I, we would buy it and we'd tell our friends to buy it. Of course. You know it. So once he's gone, Adult Swim announces there's going to be a spinoff focusing on the Exticles. Uh, and that is Matt Thompson in charge. Okay. And Matt Thompson has admitted before and since then that he was not the creative force. Like, he's in the writer's room. He's making jokes. Right. He's not the mind right. behind the show. Right. So they did two episodes of the Exticle, which is about Xander's robot force. In order to make it work, first off, they have a leader now who's sort of a grizzled guy with an eye patch who is never referenced anywhere else. Some of them take their helmets off and have celebrity voices. Michael Ian Black was the main exticle. Interesting. They have a sexy lady hologram who gives them, or she might have just been on a computer, and I imagine she's a hologram. Yeah. Uh, because I need her to have a body. She's an exticle as well. She's or... like, she's like their their. 
she's Cortana from Halo. Oh, or, right. She's this holographic. Fo- she's voiced by right. Rachel Harris from The Daily Show. Okay. Um, and they are. They they in the two episodes they're called into service by Stan, who is now the vice president. Uh, and there's really not a way to sort of square the circle of where Frisky Dingo ended with what the Exticles are now. Right. Like, these new characters who are in charge never appeared before, and we act like they were always there. Right. <laughs> and the the supporting cast is all dead. They can't really use the people who were there for the cliffhanger, so all they have is Mr. Ford and Stan. Right. And they do two episodes. They're fairly funny. They're on, on HBO Max. They're... They're not Frisky Dingo. They're worth watching. You'll get a laugh okay. out of it. But it's like, that's yeah, fine. I'll watch this until Frisky Dingo comes back. Right, right. These aired, and Adult Swim then did one of their 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 bumpers between shows, which is where they really troll the audience. Yeah, yeah. And they did a poll. They announced it there. They put it online. Do you want to see season three of Frisky Dingo or more Exticles? Knowing that there was not going to be a season three of Frisky Dingo. I remember that bumper. Yeah, and everybody wanted season three of Frisky Dingo because it's the better show with the characters they care about. Yeah. Again, you'll get some laughs out of Exticles. Yeah. But if you're like, eh, And I'm not saying one? don't do the Exticles spinoff because I'll, yeah. I'll, if you like Frisky Dingo, you'll watch any spinoff, I right. think. But yeah. then, so obviously the, the results are very heavily Frisky Dingo season three. And then Adult Swim is like, well... Adam Reed's doing Archer. There isn't a season three. I guess you don't want more Exticles, and everybody's out of a job. Aww. Uh Most of them work on our. Matt Thompson is on Archer now, okay. where he has resumed his job of being the adult who keeps it running. Keeps it going. That's a good uh, call. And then Adam Reed went over to do Archer, uh, where he, I think he is credited as the writer of every episode for 11 seasons. Oh, wow. Um, he's also the voice of Ray, who does not sound like Xander Cruz or Killface. Right. So he's actually like a really good voice actor. Because Ray is this, yeah, I was going to say, he's Xander Cruz, right? The voice. A little, well, Ray has more of a, there's not a good way to say it. Ray has more of a gay voice. Yeah, yeah. But he also sounds more like Adam Reed sounds in real life, if you've ever oh, heard okay. him on a, on a DVD commentary. I haven't. That's he, funny. Because Ray's got a little more of a southern accent, too. Right. And Adam Reed is from Georgia. Right. Uh, Frisky Dingo is, officially takes place in a place called The Town. But it's based on Atlanta. Okay. <laughs> the town. Uh, I feel like there, yeah, there are uh, references that seem to make that somewhat clear. Yeah, well, they will, they're, they sh- when they show maps of it, it's a map of downtown Atlanta. Okay. But every time they say, <laughs> there was chaos in the, the town. town. <laughs> uh, so Adam Reed goes on to oh, Archer. He's the showrunner and head writer for 11 years. He stepped down oh. after the coma seasons. Oh, um, so they have another showrunner. He stayed on to be the voice of Ray. Okay. So he's clearly cool with everything that's happening. Okay. Um, and the last few post-read seasons of Archer have been surprisingly good. Like, mm-hmm. that's a show with a consistent quality. Right, right. But he just went on to create a show that's run for 14 years now. Yeah. Uh, so it's kind of amazing. He's done three TV shows Two of which had brief adult swim runs, and one of them just, it's going to run for as long as The Simpsons. Yeah, yeah, wow. And he did bring over some of his voice people. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it kind of makes me think more of Adam Reed that he stuck with people, and then he brought a lot of the, the Frisky Dingo people over yeah. behind the scenes when they were... Yeah, 
I like that. It's like a kind of a family entourage, like a work group of people you trust. You keep doing stuff with them because, you know, after a while, everybody kind of knows what they're good at. Yeah. And, yeah, you can get past, you know. Somebody's realized the weird ways you work. Why not? Why not? But, yeah, it was, you know, there could have been more frisky dingo material, but Adult Swim sort of killed it. And I think. Yeah, yeah. I get the feeling it left such a bad taste in everybody's mouth that they would not come back for really? anything. Yeah. Again, I am I am just speculating what other people said. Wild um, speculation here, people. Um, I Wild know people have seen the pilot for a town called Science and if they if they want to get back to me, absolutely I will I will Mm-hmm. Uh, I certainly bear no ill will to, against you. You didn't run a poll <laughs> about me. I want a spin off uh, of Xander Cruz and Killface as roommates, <laughs> and they're both blind still, and they have to help each other all the time. I thought that was just the most delightful little sidebar of those two. There are so many episodes where they're both blind <laughs> and they're friends, and Killface Killface thinks he's a guy named Barnaby Jones. That's right. That's right. I forgot that was one Which of my is favorite a jokes. Weird reference for middle-aged people. <laughs> Barnaby Jones. And Xander has a wig glued to his head and pornographic graffiti <laughs> lipsticked onto his body for like that phase of the show is like six of the 25 episodes yeah like you know how everybody talks about when when ross had a monkey on friends right right that was maybe half a season yeah out of 10 seasons that's right like oh like, uh, but it seems like so much more yeah in frisky dingo terms that would be three quarters of yeah. an episode <laughs> well you mentioned Bartimi jones there was a joke i wanted to point out you might not know this joke because oh, you're on. not that old Where'd it go? Um, I forget who says it. Prophets. Yes, Stan, you're soaking in them. <laughs> you remember that joke? Um, I think Stan says it to himself, that, maybe. Maybe he does. That's referencing a TV commercial from the 70s. Oh, this is the dishwashing liquid the dish, that uh, helped your skin. Yeah, and... and, and uh, you're soaking. Madge. You're so- Madge. You're soaking in it. Yes, Stan, you're soaking in them. And I thought... I don't know if EJ's old enough to get that joke, but you you remember I that. I was just on the tail end of that from watching too much TV as a kid. Uh, <laughs> you started early. Right? I did. You I'm were early, so early adopter. I broke my leg when I was one. There was a lot of TV early on. <laughs> Boy, there's a bunch of characters we didn't even... Like, uh, 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 Tequil, who is... He's in, like, every episode early on as an image on the TV or on a cereal box. Yeah. And he's yeah. apparently the biggest rapper, and he's voiced by actual rapper Killer Mike, which is the oh, closest to right. come to a celebrity voice. Yeah. And eventually he's just <laughs> intimately involved with the the plot of the show. Mm-hmm. And since we've already said mm-hmm. most of the cast dies, yeah. his death scene makes me laugh so hard still. <laughs> That was one I remembered, and when it happens, I, it's it's as funny as it was in 2008. Yeah, I had totally forgotten about that. I think I forgot that whole character. And then when I came back, I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> He's all over the place. Yeah. He gets really into NASCAR at one point. It's Who's his sponsor on that? He has a weird sponsor. Oh, Pickle Brothers. Is oh, one Pickle of the, Brothers. The Pickle Company. That's what it was? Oh, that's good stuff. Uh, there, Yeah, it's... It is an absolutely just wild show that was so much fun to rewatch. Yeah. And we should say, uh, Killface becomes, when he's the presidential candidate, he becomes like a far right uh, religious. Oh, yeah, he gets populist. into religion. 
And then at one point he decides he's going to shame his followers. And he says, maybe your granddad saw Noah naked. <laughs> and I remember thinking, I can't believe that joke. That's one of the best jokes I've ever heard. Like to make someone feel guilty about who they are. Was it, was it because... If you if your granddad saw Noah naked, it made him gay. One of or something. No, he was a well. His when his son came out as gay, he was in favor of it. That's oh, what, that's right. He switched but, sides. Uh, Ham was one of Noah's sons who saw him get drunk and naked after the ark, oh. and as a result, he was cursed. Oh, I did not to know that. Wander. It's that and, now it's an even better they joke. They cut it out out of every religion because it's this weird thing in the Bible <laughs> where maybe your granddad saw Noah naked. I don't know. When he gets into the Bible, and he's just, I believe he refers to it as a whacking great book at one point. Yeah, something like that. Um, oh, God. The uh, a thing I do think is really funny that I, we talked about before, and I forgot to bring it up here, is uh, sometimes Killface just murders people who, who displease him slightly. Yeah. Like the directors of his commercial, and the, he kills them both. Like, disembowels them easily. Oh, that's right. And at the Regis and Kathy Lee show, he, he skins somebody. Oh, and there yeah. are other people who irritate him for the run of the show that he just has to sit there and take it. <laughs> and there's no, like, explanation why his employee who's suing him gets a pass. Right. But that guy can do... It's it's so funny because so many... It's almost like he... Killface is like, well, I can't kill him. He's suing me. Yeah. Everybody... Somehow. <laughs> people are comfortable mouthing off to this giant alien with talons. Yeah. And sometimes he'll murder you, and sometimes he just has to take it and be passive-aggressive. Yeah, especially when his son pushes his cereal bowl <laughs> off the counter. That's the great thing, because you know he worships his son. He's not going to hurt his son, and his son just mumbles, and uh, abu <laughs> he abuses him. His son, Simon, never speaks an audible word. Yeah. And he looks like Killface, except he has blonde hair and wears clothes. <laughs> Like a sweater vest. A sweater vest. And he's diabolically smart, we discover. <laughs> um, but he talks like this. <laughs> and you can, no words. There's no words. And he has access to a rocket launcher for and much of the show. Yeah, and you, you don't, he doesn't really need words. Um, oh, you got hey. some more quotes here. Uh, I pointed, I noticed the Exicles used a fanny pack VHS record system, which I used to use at the public access TV station in the 90s, people. Um, we did pickles already. Uh, Gilface <laughs> asks, who's someone who's wearing a nun habit. Yeah, there's a plot that involves dressing like nuns. And he says, do you want me to hold your wimple? <laughs> which wimple, if you didn't go to Catholic grade school, <laughs> even if you went to Catholic grade school, you might not remember that nuns call it a wimple. And yes, Dan, you're soaking in them. Oh, and at one point, Killface, uh, I forgot what he's blaming it for, but he says, I blame the hip hop. Something bad is happening. I happened. think it was for Simon's attitude. Oh, si his son has a bad attitude. Because he's always watching Tequil on TV. Well, that's right. I blame the hip hop. There's a a. Uh, th I think this is an example of the insane plotting of this show. Is Killface needs twelve billion dollars to properly destroy the world. Yeah. Xander Cruz needs him to sign his likeness rights away to make him into an action figure. Right. <laughs> so he has a fake invention expo with a twelve billion dollar prize. Right. That he faxes to Killface, but first he has to send him a fax machine so he can receive it. That's right. Oh, that's right. And then they have this expo uh, with only two entrants, and Xander loses the plot and awards the other guy the prize. Oh, that's right. <laughs> so he, that's right. 
Killface shows up to pitch. And they have a dance number. But he gives uh, it to his subordinate who put an ant farm inside a keyboard. That's right. And they also turn him into a lobster just for... I do not remember the pretext for turning him into a lobster, but by the end of the series, he's an entire lobster with a human face. I think he was trying to give himself a, uh, a super strength. Oh, and they wanted to make him a villain. Yeah, but so he they, didn't he think he would... him into a lobster. Into a lobster, but I think that he thought he would just get the claws. Yeah, right? and at first he does, yeah. and then he's more lobster in every episode, becomes, and by the end he's he becomes, just a lobster. Yes. Uh, everything we see, this is... This will be the third episode of this format that comes out. The, one of the others was John from Cincinnati. And right. they are shows that sound insane when you talk about them. Yeah. And not much less so when you watch them. But right. they hold together a lot better than uh, when, when we're just remembering Ant Farm keyboards. Ant Farm keyboards. And I think that uh, what runs through all of these uh, and in, well into Archer is just a lovely use of absurdism, which is a legit old school form of comedy. And uh, it's just so absurd. He cuts people in half, and then he worries about parenting his son. <laughs> it's lovely. And he has to talk somebody into giving him back a key right. rather than right. disemboweling them. And after he disembowels people, he says um, that they need to get the place uh, decorpsed. <laughs> yes. <laughs> there, there's a... There were two things that I noticed kind of carried over to Archer in terms of the style. Yeah. One is where a scene will end on a line and then it cuts to another scene where they sound like they're replying to that last line. Right. Like right. it's a different conversation, but the same line would make sense in both. Yeah. That's yeah. the thing they love on Archer. They start doing it more towards the end of Frisky Dingo. Yeah. They've turned that into, uh, yeah, it's kind of an art form. And uh, it's both, an art form in itself. Both Xander Cruz and Archer, have, you know, there's two kind of catchphrases that made their way over. One is a Xander Cruz favorite that Archer also does is, "God, <laughs> damn it," <laughs> just really putting some sauce on it. And I'm the other, go pee, but you keep talking to the audience. Oh, oh, great. Okay, <laughs> our guest has gone to pee. Uh, again, second episode in a row where the guest got up and walked away during recording. Uh, but one of the uh, frequent lines that comes up on, on Frisky Dingo, and you hear it from, from Lana a lot on Archer. You think the mic is picking up my being? I'm sure hearing it. Uh, loudest urethra in the business. Um, the... When somebody responds to somebody being an idiot or a setback by just going, you know, <laughs> you see you see that a lot on Frisky Dingo, and it's kind of a, a Lana Kane favorite on Archer, and it was fun to see the birth of that. Um, now I, I guess going to flush, but I was trying to be authentic. I, we appreciate it. Um, so here's, I think our, our stance is pretty clear. Do you recommend people watch Frisky Dingo? Absolutely. 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 We're, we're in favor. It's on HBO Max. Um, they also did DVD releases of each season that probably are out of print given Adult Swim's uh, uh, history, which means maybe the ones I have are worth money. Oh, yeah. Good point. But uh, Are they bad at like keeping up with... Yeah, Especially once the show ends, they're not. Yeah. But they just did a re-release of the whole Aquatine Hunger Force. Oh, 
uh, like everything okay. before the finale movie comes out next month. Mm-mm. Uh, Aqua Teen Hunger Force Plantasm. Plantasm. That uh, sounds lovely. Uh, so yeah, it's it's easy to watch. It I recommend it. I know we made it sound like it's real thick in continuity, and there is sort of a, a loopy ass plot that goes through it. But mm-hmm. there's so many logical leaps that you can just sort of pick up an episode, and if you laugh, yeah, you're you're set. It's kind of like at the end of the Big Lebowski, you're like, well, I know there was a plot, stuff was happening, and it got sort of resolved, not completely, but but it doesn't matter how you got there. I will also say the pilot is one of the best pilots because that's it's all Killface dealing with the frustration of not being able to get his message out. Yeah, uh, Xander Cruz does not <laughs> even appear in the first episode. Yeah, it is Killface trying to shoot a commercial, right? And dealing with subordinates <laughs> and learning about this single dad who's also a killer alien. He's a killer alien, and he kills the his marketing people there in the beginning. And I have to one they must have known he was capable of that one would think and you yet can tell they, by look his name is killface his name is killface he's got he's clearly got super strength anyway he's, he's not good at messaging turns out he's great at being uh you know an evil alien who's going to destroy the world but he can't do messaging i like that he's so hard to deal with that people can't help but mouth off to him yeah. even though they know it, they yeah. will likely die like val is yeah She's the only one who survives the first she episode. She survives because she figures out that she has to like hide inside the wall of the house. It's the only way to survive kill phase, and it works. Like She outsmarts him. He also demands that she make out with a corpse, which blissfully they don't show us. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, definitely watch Frisky Dingo. Yes, please. Now here's a thought exercise. Now we have to imagine a different world where Adam Reed is maybe not making Archer. Mm. If Frisky Dingo comes out in 2022... Do you think it's more successful now? Mm. Can I bounce my thought off you? Since yes, you're you go about first. It? That's a good. It's a hard question. I want to. My gut is saying yes. It would be. I, I, I kind of think maybe not because it is harder to get traction now with more stuff out. You yeah. know, there were six shows on Adult Swim when this. That's true, and there was nothing like I had never seen anything like that. Yeah. When I first saw it. Maybe it's more successful in a world now where it's like, hey, this is the Archer guy who made this show you love. Here's a new thing. This is a Right. This is where their positions are flopped in the But I don't an adult swim partly through their own doing, and again, if anybody hears this who is has a town called Science recorded the perceptive on their desks, I know they've made it into the building. Uh, we can talk. Yeah. This is just me speculating. I might be talking about a fictional version of a of a company. Uh, they they are really quick to pull the trigger on stuff now. You're not seeing unless your grandfather didn't like Squidbillies or something where they've been on forever. Right, right. You're not really getting a lot of uh, long runs or letting stuff breathe. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, re- the only recent thing I can think of that's gone beyond a couple seasons is. I mean, like three busy Debras. That's a in mm-hmm. animation. They're really mm-hmm. Bird Girl. I guess is, is sticking around, but that's yeah. that's so cheap to make, and that's kind of a legacy character. Right, right. But you're you're just not seeing sort of adult sway. I mean, it's Rick and Morty, and then the things that are on when Rick and Morty isn't airing. Yeah. So I I don't know I and not I feel like people the actual style of it I think would click better now. Because people are more used to continuity in a show, I think they're more used to absurdity. 
but I don't think it would be easier to sell. Yeah. Um, I think it would be one of those. It would be received much like it was now, where where stoners who are up at all hours and people who watch everything on TV. This Venn diagram of Sean and I. Right. Right. Uh, they're trying to tell people about it, and everybody's going, "Don't swim." Yeah. Really? Yeah. Which is sad. I would love. It to is see sad. It. it is sad because I do remember back in the day, like you know, the feeling you would get when you'd see something on Adult Swim, where you're like, "Oh shit." Yeah. What is happening here? <laughs> That's part of why I liked Twelve Ounce Mouse as well, because I was like, "I didn't you, I you can do this on TV? <laughs> is this allowed?" <laughs> but yeah, yeah, interesting. Yeah, their new program. There's just not a lot of new programming right yeah, now. It's yeah. Um, and do you see that across the whole? Oh yeah, it's, thing. Yeah, it's not well, just adult streaming swim. services are cutting. But I mean. Netflix, they'd be dropping ten shows a week out there, and it's yeah, it's it's a lot more. Let's let everything fly and see what it sticks now. Mm-hmm. Um, entire content streams have shut down. It's yeah, maybe wow. this weird weird show. There's maybe there's no good home for it, but let it into your hearts. Let it into your hearts, Sean. People. Do you know what's in my heart? What's in your heart? For those DJ? of you on the video have maybe noticed that I've <laughs> several times lifted a mug up to the camera, even though I'm not uh. drinking anything. And you've also maybe noticed my T-shirt. Uh, there you go. Let me present Work it. Work it. Uh, it says, that's a chunky. It is a scene from I Think You Should Leave. It is beautifully drawn. It is literally my favorite T-shirt. Uh, and th this mug. Can I tell you, did you watch I Think You Should Leave? No, I haven't watched it yet. Sean! I, I did stumble. I've seen a few okay. hot takes. It is so up your alley. Yeah. But this is based on a sketch from that show where okay. there's a focus group trying to come up with a car. And there is a <laughs> sort of a, an older Tim and Eric style guy yeah. who has crazy ideas and picks a fight with somebody. Uh, this, this, this mug, the car focus group mug, which uh, has a blueprint of a car that incorporates his suggestions. Oh, nice. Uh, 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 our friend Teased by Summer, TeasedbySummer.com, that's our Teased sponsor. Teased by Summer. Uh, Posted this on Instagram, and the actor who played the old man saw this oh. and re and reposted it and commented, "This is a very good idea." Oh, this is approved by the actual actor. There's the T-shirt version. Uh, this shirt I'm wearing right now, it is literally my favorite shirt. Uh, and there's a lot of great designs. Uh, uh, Summer, the creator of Tees by Summer, designed the logo for this podcast for my website, The Ape Hive. And for nice. my upcoming scripted uh, podcast, A Town Called Science, which most of you can't see, but I'm going to show to Sean right now. Oh. Look at that. You don't have your reading glasses on. I but don't. But it's, it's, it's fantastic. It was lovely. I could see enough. There we go. It's just great. Uh, please go to teasebysummer.com. Buy something. Go to teasebysummer.com. Or should we threaten? I don't, make, like to, I, I don't like, like to. I don't like to. I. I don't think that's her vibe. Not okay. Not teased by Summer's vibe, but yeah. So I won't threaten. Yeah, I'll be. I'll yeah. be nice. Check it out. We're representing her right. That's now. right. Uh, one of the shirts you can get it has the A5 logo from my website, which is a logo that is so good I can't believe it is involved with something that I made. I just followed the shop. Oh no, they won't let me. Because I'm not logged in. But I'll follow it later. Well, you, yeah, you, it takes a while to remember your Etsy password. There's the close-up on the mug I was looking for. 
Yeah, look at that. There we go, people. That's the mug that oh. EJ is holding in his hand. And you'll notice, and I apologize, podcast listeners, but you've heard me say this, the mug is printed on both sides, so it works if you're right-handed or left-handed. How about them apples? Uh, there's so many five-star reviews on this website. Thank you if, for being sensitive to the lefties. Yes, thank you. Summer. If you don't trust me, you can trust all the good people of Etsy who have given positive reviews. There you go. Uh, please check them out. Uh, it is more... Imp- you know what? You're doing more good by checking out that site than by listening to this. But you've already listened to it, so now you're stuck. There you go. Um, so we are... You know what? We're going we're gonna to wrap this up. I have a couple questions for Sean, though. Yes. Hit me. First off, Sean, we talked a lot about TV. Yeah. Is there any shows right now that you would think that you would like to recommend to people? Ooh, let's see. To me or to the audience? Let's see. Um, oh, gosh. We've talked about a lot of them already in the show, so I won't repeat those. Uh, I did just watch Only Murders in the Building. Oh, that's... And I, I, really like I love Martin Short and Steve Martin. And it's not necessarily my taste, but they do it so well. And it's like, you know, it's a comedy murder mystery. And, uh, but Martin Short and Steve Martin working together as uh, tenants in the same building. It, isn't it shocking? Selena Gomez, who you, like me, are an old man and are not really familiar with who that person is, but right. she's famous. She was a Disney kid, was yes, she not? I yes. think so, yes. She works so well with these two old pros who have been friends for 50 years. Right, It's right. crazy. Yeah. That shouldn't work at all. And it yeah. feels like... Yep, they should do stuff with Selena Gomez all the time. <laughs> and uh, uh, so I would definitely watch that. It's very lighthearted, and the news these days is not lighthearted. So if you want something that's an elixir, uh, Only Murders in the Building is great. I just started watching, I'm on season two of Atlanta. Have you watched that? Oh, yeah. I love Atlanta. I had heard it was really good. I was saving it to binge on. Um, season four is airing now, so you picked the right time. Yeah, and little blips of surrealism in Atlanta. I was so pleased. I was like, oh, wait, hey, what just happened? There's just like these moments of like, uh, I don't know what to call it, surrealism. I, I cannot wait until you get to the invisible car. Just saw it. I just saw the invisible yes! car. Yes, that was the weird, that's kind of what got me going. Cause that was like the second or third thing that that they had done that was absolutely, uh, I don't know what to call it. Uh, fantasy reality yeah. mix. And so often yeah. it's so grounded in like poverty and what it's like the to realities. have, to, have yeah. to scrabble to get through the day and yeah. then there's an invisible car. And there's an invisible car and then they're run. the invisible car is running away from a shooting in a parking lot <laughs> and then I think they hit people. Yeah. People get struck by an invisible car. That's so Atlanta and then... Um, Flatbush Misdemeanors, I'm enjoying. I love, it's not on right now, I'm all caught up. Um, the Bicycle Messenger guy on HBO. Oh, oh. And he brings uh, weed. High maintenance. High maintenance. I love high maintenance. That's not for everybody, but, and you don't have to be a stoner to like high maintenance. Yeah, it's, but it doesn't I'm hurt. just a drunk. <laughs> right, there you go. You can be a drunk. Yeah, that's probably my my hot takes for right now. What do you uh, What do you got for the people um, at home? Well, I, I do a lot of this on regular. I sleeve. do a lot of this on regular episodes, but yeah, uh, I tend to discuss more current stuff. So yeah, here's a couple shows I recommended to Sean, and he might have forgotten. 
um, uh, How to with John Wilson on HBO Max. Watched uh, half of them. It's about a, it's kind of the show I picture you making. I uh, I that scene with the enlarging device. Oh God. Oh Lord. The guy who wants his foreskin back. Oh, that's what it is. Foreskin. Yeah. I was trying to remember. Was he just doing penis enlargement? It's not penis enlargement. It's foreskin recovery. How to with. John Wilson. John Wilson. I keep forgetting his name, but it's a lovely little show of weirdness. Um, I, I don't know what else we can. All, that was just one episode, the foreskin. Right. We it's, not, say. it's not entirely penis oriented. There's a slipcover episode. There's um, maybe the best piece of pandemic storytelling I have seen mm. uh, in the season one finale. Mm. How to make the perfect risotto. Have you seen that? I have one not yet? seen that one oh, yet. Oh, God, you'll cry. Um, also on HBO Max is a, a show from New Zealand called Wellington Paranormal. Oh. Um, I believe Jermaine Clements and maybe Taika Waititi are involved oh, with it. I do need it to watch is, that. If The X-Files, Reno 911, and uh, Flight of the Concords were all the same show. Mm. It's, a, it's a faux documentary about a small town New Zealand mm. police force mm. that has its own paranormal investigation division. And it is... I love it already. It's really fun. I think there's actually a new season going now. <clears throat> it reminds me of a little bit of People of Earth in your description. Yes. Yeah. Which I, I pitched to Sean as another show we should do because he is a UFO aficionado. So when UFO, I, Bigfoot, adult animation. When I run through the eight people I know, uh, we, we will uh, have a People of Earth episode. Um, the, Was that two seasons? Two seasons. Two seasons. That's my cutoff. There you go. Because if we do three seasons, I have to do Arrested Development, Deadwood, and The Leftovers, yeah. and I'm not emotionally ready to do that. That's that's a big that's a big ask. Also, I have to rewatch these shows, and if somebody picks a three-season show, that's potentially 70 episodes if yeah. it's a network show. That's a lot. I don't have that kind of time. I thought People of Earth was still maybe coming back. No? TBS does not do original programming anymore. Uh, that's a show that got renewed, and then they went, oh, no, we're just not doing TV. Because it seemed like it was, it acted like it was coming back. They thought they were. Mm. Um, here's my non-TV question for you. Yeah. Which may actually be TV, what with you being something TV and all. Yeah. You've got your fingers in a million different pies. What what stuff do you want to plug? I'm just going to sit back and hold up my mug to the camera well, while you... I don't want to overwhelm the audience, so I'm going to keep it real simple what I'm plugging this time. And I'll plug... How about this? I'll plug one of my things each time so I don't overwhelm people. Because i got too many things, you know what I'm saying? You, you've got a lot of stuff going. So we'll go big on this one. We'll say, if you want to help me accomplish my goals, I'm just going to say it like that, you can buy t-shirts... From kickassyardsigns.com. Kickassyardsigns.com. And there's they're very political, and you may hate that or you may love it, but either way, I think you should buy a t shirt, right? Even if you hate it. Oh, absolutely. You, uh, uh, it's controversial, I know, that keeping when, germs out of people's faces is actually good science. We, we should emphasize <laughs> when he says political. It is on the side of, uh, uh, I'm seeing uh, pro-vaccine messages, pro-environment pro messages. When he says political, he's not uh, January 6th with a false flag. Right, right. I think you need to specify. You mean Bush didn't do 9-11? Is that what you're telling me? Oh, sorry. <laughs> How about, we'll, we'll just bring this one up because it's probably one of my faves. Um, and it's not loading for whatever reason. But science matters, people. That's... So if that's political, that's what I mean by political. Yeah, that, that's uh, something we can get behind. We can get behind that. 
So, you know, if you go to kickassyardscience.com, get yourself a t-shirt. I got buttons, stickers, and as the name might imply... Yard signs. Yard signs. Yard signs and more. I have a fantasy of us working on um, a late-night infomercial-style uh, ad for Kick-Ass Yard Signs, <laughs> where there's weird Tim and Eric characters saying things and people falling down and EJ will be involved somehow I hope if he agrees I'm on board and we'll keep it short and uh, I I won't make you wait for how many hours six hours something like that you shoot about 45 seconds every six hours (laughs) that's how I roll as a director (laughs) do you have any social media you want people to check out where they can that Oh, I mean, if not, no big, no bigs. Uh, if they're really, uh, if they want to, well, no, we'll just stick with kick-ass okay. yard signs. kick-ass yard signs. We'll keep it simple, because then I'll get all distracted. Yeah, no, and... I understand. This man's got so many projects, he can't plug them all at once. Right, he's, right. He's the Paul F. Tompkins of, well, I guess Paul F. Tompkins is the Paul F. Tompkins yeah. of podcasts. Yeah. Uh, he's the Paul F. Tompkins of unsuccessful podcasts. Yeah. Oh, you know what? I could plug one other thing, and then we'll let the people go. Um, if you uh, if you might think at any point in your life that social media is contaminating the world, I bought a domain. I'm going to say it. Uh, they they won't let me have it, but I paid for it and I own the domain. Facebook is killing us. And so if you type into your Google machine, Facebook is killing us, and I think it's .com, it'll reroute you to one of my other sites. <laughs> because Facebook is so powerful that the name provider said, we can sell you that name, but we'll, we will never host that name. <laughs> so you have to forward it. And then if you donate money, where it takes you, it'll take you to a secure donation portal. And if you give me money, I'll run um, counter speech ads on Facebook about how bad Facebook is. And then they'll shut me down as soon as they see the ads. But if, if you put money on there, I will put ads on Facebook saying Facebook's bad for you. Stop doing it. And we should be able to sue them. So so, so we're looking at a David and Goliath thing where David also has to pay a lot of money. Yes. Okay. David David uh, doesn't have a sling. He has a small <laughs> Facebook ad account, and he's approved to run ads about politics. <laughs> and uh, But they don't care about me because I'm, I'm small change right now. And, and after that, I feel like an asshole for telling you where to find the show on social media, uh, which is uh, EJ Fettis on Twitter and uh, EJ underscore Fettis on Instagram. Uh, you can email the show at fedtalks at yahoo.com. Um, I am, this has gone on long enough, but I just remembered that Sean wanted to talk about how uh, maybe 20 years ago I admitted that I didn't want to smoke weed because I was afraid I'd shit the bed. Good story. Um We'll talk about that next time he's we'll on. We'll save it. We'll save it. We used it in a film at one point. Did we use it in Burning Folk? I think so. I think <gasps> We've I, come full circle to Burning Folk. We absolutely have. How about them apples, um, people? We'll see if he can get some Burning Folk clips on YouTube again. I'll direct you to those. You can yes. see me act. I couldn't find it, uh, but I didn't want to mess with it too much during your show. So you, you we'll can put see- the links out there you can see what i looked like when i didn't have a beard and i weighed 100 pounds more right um that's it thank you for listening we'll be back next week will be a mini where i tell you what show to watch for next week and also what james bond movie i watched right um thank you so much for your time thank you for the interview
Uh, I could talk about Frisky Dingo all day. And now we better get this place decorpsed. All right. Fed Talks is a Full Boys production. <laughs>